that's that's something we haven't explored. <laughs> what haven't we explored? Cod. That's a word. Oh. <laughs> how do you want to explore it? How, tell me how you oh, want to explore it. Have you started recording now? Is that no, what's happened? No, you started, no, you no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to you, mate. Something along the lines of, I've just chucked my cod off into the river. So if anyone's <laughs> wondering if things are going to change in 2022. Into the river, spot off! Then look Paul, I've chucked a cod off into the river, spot off. Go and fetch your rod of fishing. <laughs> Catch my cod in the river, spot off. Catch my cord in the river, spot, spot me off, spot me off, catch my... We haven't had enough of that lately. I've been sitting in my gravy all night <laughs> since I shat in the bath. Oh. Baby, baby, baby. <laughs> I've been sitting in my gravy since I shat in the bath. Ooh, oh, no. baby, oh, no. baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> I can imagine that was a nice kind of nice soul disco hit. 1970s. I can't imagine it. We, look, we should return to that. But I think what on the top of the agenda right now, Paul, is to introduce the listeners My to Cheap Shot. full of bubbles until I got the grubbles <laughs> who came out. <laughs> right, hello, welcome to Cheap I'm Shot. I'm just sitting in the my gravy as I shat myself <laughs> in the bath. I've been sitting in my gravy <laughs> since I shat in the bath, oh baby. Who's that gravy? It's my own gravy. <laughs> Who's that gravy? Fizzy, fizzy <laughs> gravy. Right, right. So, welcome to Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast yeah. where Eli and I go through the bargain bins, the charity shops of Great Britain and bring you the treasures we find amongst the trash. Welcome in. Why don't you? Amongst amongst the trash? Amongst the trash. Among the trash. Among the trash. If you, I think you would be among the trash if you were like in a, in a, like with some low people and they were trash, you know? Among the trash. But if you're amongst the trash... I have nothing. You have <laughs> fucking nothing. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Oh, God. Can we start again? <laughs> I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Go people love noodles. It's just a fact of Cheap Show you're going to have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap Show. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm Dashing Paul Gannon, and with me is uh, it's Eli Silverman, Paul, and Eli's not Eli Silverman. I'm not quite prepared for the cut and thrust of how we're going at this. This is a truncated, condensed, super super fast episode. No, it's not. It's not super fast. Can we be very robust? Can I robustly cut and thrust as I move through? Hey, shut up, just for a second. How about? I explain what's going on. That's, there's nothing fucking going on. You've cut the segments in half. I haven't. And I have to think that used to be a proper segment of the show, the source report, a fucking building pillar, a standing stone, a foundational rock on, on which this tattered podcast... Oh, you shut up, you boring fucking cunt. <laughs> on which this... Fucking hell. On which, right. on which this tattered <laughs> podcast once... Once draped. Here's right. the plan. Let me explain to the audience. The source the report. Plan. The plan. The source report. It, that is... Who's the boss? That it is, is the source. not important right now. 
Let me it's talk. It's your loss. Shut up. <laughs> I'll fucking clout you. It's your loss if you forget the sauce, man. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So That's all, all I'm actually Here's the plan for the first few weeks stroke months of Cheap uh, Show this stroke year. Stroke months? Is they're going to be slightly shorter? Wanky Mate! Stroke I month. need to get this information out, so just give me the time to do it, and then you can do all the Chodney, Rodney, Borov, Karov, Arky-Jarky modernness. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say anything like that. Please be normal. Just I for can't, a bit. What do you mean, be normal? We were having a lovely Look, chat just tell before him. this kicked out, and then as you're in the toilet, warming up mentally, I can hear the, I can hear the Chodneys coming. <laughs> no, you he's sitting there pissing, it. going, Chodney, no, Rodney. I was not. I was not. And I knew the minute you walked into this room. I'd say something like, Cod. The Eli like, I know walks out, and the twat I do a podcast with walks in. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, tell him. You're busy and other thing. Fucking hell. So talk about Shut up. Even now you're still talking. <laughs> shut up. I can't wait to do a live show, Paul, and we'll see which side of the bread it's buttered. I don't know. You on your live shows are just you turn up with a flask around your net and you don't do much. Except get all the laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> so going forward for the next few weeks of cheap show, I need to write my write my fucking book, which I I haven't touched in ages, and I need to concentrate and find days on it. But because cheap show takes about two or so days to edit, I want to give myself an extra day so I can make the editing simpler. It just means taking out a segment of the show, so rather than like ninety minute episodes, we can do an hour for the next few weeks. You know what I'm saying? You That's said all 45 I'm saying. Forty-five minutes. Your goal is forty-five. Forty-five minutes. to sixty minutes. Such the corporate front. I'm I don't saying. Think it's just it's, the corporate it front of It won't be any fewer than forty-five minutes, and it won't be any more than an hour. That but sounds already, like bullshit. I'm thinking, already, I'm thinking this is going to be a ninety-minute episode. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not, Paul. Let's move on. It's the so source I just report thought time. The structure is usually cold open, intro, two segments, outro, and what I wanted to do was do cold open. <laughs> Intro and segment, and then a segment, and then outro. So we're losing a segment You're in really all. Really peeling back the the, the sweaty beef so anyway, curtain. Because of Eli's of the show, the word slime diarrhea. It's got a film of slime over it. The beef curtain of the show that you're because of back. his syntactic vomit that's been coming out of his fucking gobble. I've decided to drop your source segment now for no, the opening of this no. thing. Well, I'm Don't sorry. Don't punish you. Can't punish. I am punishing you because I'm you're your punishing boss. Everyone. I'm your boss. You're punishing everyone with dropping the source. Come on. Mate, let's look over the past year. Your source reports, no one's liking them as much. The noodle special went down like the Titanic. Thousands screaming. Multiple dead. Um, let's just taste this sauce. Blockbuster okay? movies made about it 100 years later. They like the hat, though. There's been a lot of engagement with that hat. Yeah, great. The biggest thing you brought to Cheap Show recently is your fucking hat that makes you look like a touch of frost. Did we have any um, other sort of unfinished facts that we needed to Yeah, Doctor Who was week? in. Oh, Doctor yeah. Doctor Who was in it, yeah. So, yeah, there's another scene we were going to talk about, but we just didn't find the time stroke forgot, which was, in the film, a Colin Baker, the sixth Doctor, uh, plays the guy who has the knickers. <laughs> this is Dangerous Davis, the in last Dangerous detective, Davis, which we which covered we, in last in week's episode. Quite forensic For new detail. listeners. Yes. Hello, new listeners. Oh, no, the listeners have all gone by now. Anyone who decided to give this episode a try this year has listened to the first fucking like five minutes well, of your I, gob nastiness. As I open this sauce for the sauce report. No, that's not happening. No, I'll be eating the sauce. I mean, going you forward. You do what you want. Going forward, I'll be eating the sauce. So what, so going I mean, forward, you'll just, just be surreptitiously having sauce. And reporting on it. I and mean, then that's what the sauce report is. And we, we agreed on no, the sauce report. No, you know what, mate? You fucking do it. Because that means I can edit out 10 minutes of this podcast and make it shorter. So you talk for as long as you want. No, and I'll I, let need it record, your, I need your and support. And then when it comes down to it, snippety bip, snippety pop, out goes the segment, oppity plop. I need your support on the source segment, Paul. Do you? I'm, Why? I, Why? What? Because Why? I need you to taste Why? the sauce with me. We Why? Need, Pete, you're valued. No, I don't the seem to be valued. Tasting, I seem the to be the source tasting element the on this show. The corporate front of cheap show now, apparently. Well, 
I just look. That's what it's a dynamic. I undercut you on that. You have to be there to tell me the source is good or not. Usually not, right? Come on, it's a very brief source report. I'm giving you ninety seconds to a source report now. Thank you. You've just heard from the boss. Now it's time for the source. Yes, that's right. It's the source report, everybody. Back to basics. Back to normal. Back to a hot source. And that's what the source is all about for me, Paul. That's what got me into source in the first place. Hot source. Any views on hot source? Just to add something there. Yeah, when you put them in your mouth, they tend to be hot. Hot. I have your spoon for the tastings of the sources. (laughs) Okay. So if I'm going to put this on this nice hygienic piece of paper here. I'm balancing your spoon Just there. for everyone else listening, I have now died inside. The last this ember of light has flickered away from cool. the matchstick of my heart. We're tasting some green hot sauce today, Gone. Paul. Snuffed out. Do, 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 do. I should do that. Um, uh, Jamaica Valley is the brand, and it has uh, a sort of mascot of a Jamaican lady in a chef's suit, but she has the Jamaican flag, I believe. I'm stick on, a lapel up my arse. Oh, the side. You will can see pictures of the sources and other things in this show on our website. And then I'm going to stick a fucking lemon up my arse. You're going to stick a lemon up your arse. Why? You oh, I'm, I'm not so, listening. I'm just, just talking. Yeah, I want you to support the source report. Hashtag support the support. Report as, support. As you can see. Report support. Source support. Support support support. <laughs> How about that? As you can see. Yeah. It's par for the course. I'm stick a grape up my Paul arse. Paul is fucking denigrating the source. Par for the course. He denigrates the source. All right. <laughs> like the, this episode becoming like a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> This is Jamaican Valley green Scotch bonnet peppers. Where'd you get it from? Why do I care? What's going on? I got it from <laughs> I hate me. a Caribbean shop um, up in Wood Green. Lovely. Right. Now, I'm going to give it a huff. Yeah. Ooh, that's really what I was hoping for from this. It's a very grassy, almost like a green pepper. I mean, it is green peppers, but almost like, you know, a green bell pepper that you'd have just in a salad. Green or... Scotch bonnet. So mm. Scotch bonnet, what kind of pepper is that? They're then? quite hot and they're the ones that look like those Scotch hats. They're wrinkly. What do you mean Scotch hats? Scotch bonnets. Like a beret. Like a Scotch bonnet. Like an Hey You Jimmy hat. But what's a Hey You Jimmy hat? You know, the two, the crankies wore them or whatever. The Jimmy. Oi, Jimmy. No, he wore a schoolboy's cap. Not him. Doesn't matter. Jimmy Cranky didn't wear a, 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 a wee jockey Jimmy hat or whatever it was called. You said a wee jock malad. He wore a schoolboy hat. Who was it? Hat. Was that one Russ Abbott did? That oh, character. yeah. Let's just use Russ Abbott as a great barometer of Scottish identity. I'm saying he identity. had a fucking Scotch bonnet on. He had That's a beret, didn't he? A kind of weird... Do you want me to look gym? up Scotch bonnet image no. Scott bonnet? Yes. Stop being such a dick and smell the sauce. All right. I'm going to smell the... Gr- it's very green. I want green. to report on the huff on this. It's almost kind of like, like bright, translucent green almost. Very. It's got a kind of reanimator hue to it. It certainly does. I love a green hot sauce. Oh, mate. yeah. It does have a kind of cross between like the herbiness of a of of the grass, like you say, and Let then a kind of HP word. sauce. Yeah, grassy, and that's what you want from a greener sauce. Grassy. So ass. a red sauce, you're hoping that to have more of the sweeter, more tomatoey sort of umami end of things. Do you know what I mean? Whereas this has more grassy. This might be quite hot. All right. Does it say how hot it is no, by any barometer? There's no. It's just sauce, mate. There's a Scottish flag on the side. You see that? No, that's a Jamaican flag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But for my money, I think Jamaican hot sauce is in my top three sort of places to get hot sauce from in the world. Yeah. It's what got me into it in the first place. Encona. Here we go. Here we go. Pass me the spoon. The spoon has been handed. Let's have a taste of this sauce now, Paul. Wonderful. Here we go. Spoon, hot sauce, scotch bonnet, pepper, green. Ooh! 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 Ooh, very vinegary. Oh, and peppery, like black peppery. You know what I mean? Oh, extremely peppery. And vinegary. That would go nice with a sausage. You always say that. Like a pork sausage. 
Oh, yeah, it would, actually, yeah. So, uh, 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 I'll tell you that. Well, well I mean, so hot, what hot sauce wouldn't go nicely with a pork sausage? Name one. See, this is where you get in there, everyone. He does, you see? So it just fits, doesn't it? It may be correct, but it's one of those things that just is, is correct just because it always is correct. Do you know what I mean? It's a binary. It's a fucking... Like, you know what I'm saying? Just try harder. A little anyway, harder. that's more than 90 seconds, so congratulations. Can I want a fucking... A, a little, little breakdown of what you thought of that sauce. Thoughts? It was a hot sauce, like the countless many we've had on this show before, except this one was a little bit more vinegary and kind of watery in some respect. It had little, it had chunks it of pepper. It didn't really have much flavour to it. It had chunks of pepper in it. Yeah, it had glibbly bits in it. So you'd give it a low score then, would you, Paul? At three out you of didn't five. You didn't like it? No, I liked thin, it fine, but it wasn't exactly a standout. Not a lot going on in terms of complexity, was no, it? what would you have it with? What sausage? I would have that with... Oh, God, yeah. Pork product. Oh, that would cut through. Oh, Porky chops. That'd be nice, wouldn't some it? Some nice Dunk. pork chops and some hot sauce on or the side. Or you could have a vegan alternative. I'm not, you know, like a nut cutlet or whatever the fuckers eat. Or v- <laughs> vegan. I'm, I'm not anti-vegan. We're in dry vaginary. Hello. What? It's dry vaginary again, What does that it? mean? Vegan January or whatever they call it. Vegan oh, January. so you thought if you were witty and you could turn it into a vagina But you get dry gas. January, don't you? And you also get veganuary. So I've put the two together, Paul. That's all. And I'm going to have a dry vaginary. That's interesting because my penis, every once a year, I have crust mus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mate, that's, I just want to stop there. That was good enough. I think that's me, good enough, actually, to stop there. But, uh, do you have another you segment me in my you tracks, want to talk no, about? Source report over. Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. We did the sauce, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I just thought you Thank said you, you had something else going on. You said you had sauce no, and something else. No, I just else. had this sauce on the shelf, and I wanted to check it out. You I know? want to try those gummies. Where oh, yes, gummies. Hot gummies. Here we go. We talk, did we talk about them last week briefly, or did we just have a conversation about them no, last week? No, we just had a... These were sent in by friend of the show, Mark Allen. He does... He has tried a bit of, like, chilli tasting. Yeah. He's done it sort of, not competitively, but he's looked into the world of competitive chilli tasting. For, what are the parameters of that? Is it just how much hot you can hold in your mouth? G- generally, you start... With, you a, have, with a with a basic... You've got a line-up of contestants. Right. And then you start with a basic chilli. Right. Everyone eats that. And no then sauce, they, just the chilli. Yeah, usually right. the whole chilli, just like a chilli. Yeah. And that's usually it. You just have to eat the whole thing. One yeah. each round. And then it's the next round. Right. It'll be a slightly hotter one. Right. And someone might drop out there and go, no, I can't oh, take it. I can't it. do that. So it's oh. like knockout with increasing intensities. Until there's one person standing, yeah. screaming, my throat, and my throat. they must have sort throat. of, um, you know, when if there's a tie at the end, yeah. they, you know, they must have worn a tie if both people can go all the way to the Maybe hottest. if there's a tie, one of them has to put a hot coal in their mouth. Now, these are gummies. Now, we've had some uh, gummies that have chilli in on the show before, haven't we? Uh, a few well, years ago, yeah. but yeah, Chilli minis, which were from Pakistan, them. and they were really nice. I Not too so. hot, but they were nice. It can work as a combo, of course. Well, it's because a lot of them forget to put the flavour in. They just go, hot gummy. Well, yeah. That was like you could taste the fruit still. Well, I'd I'd sort of draw a line between people who actually want to make a nice tasting confection and others who are just getting on the gimmick of making it hot, hot sauce, like those beans yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Punishment and toy foods, which chili sometimes falls into. This looks like it falls into that category of just being hot ridiculous. For hot this sake. is Satan spawn, hotheads, Satan spawn, angelic little gummy bears with a twisted dark side, which is the chili hot habanero. Okay, is the chili in this? Which has long since lost its uh, luster in terms of the hottest the boy hottest. on the block. It's it's only it's about as hot as a Scotch bonnet. They're about the same level. And in get, my Scotchy bonnet. I'm going to hand you one of these uh, these teddies. They're red gummy teddies. Oh, bigger bigger gummy than I expected, and bigger than softer. A, sort of one of those mini gummy bears. Yeah, because those other ones we had were quite tough and 
kind of rubbery almost, and they were nice because the texture suited it. But this now, is more of a Haribo texture. Mark did try these, and apparently he says they're pretty intense. So you ready? Intense. They're pretty hot. Really? Yeah, apparently. Oh, here we go then. All right. First bite, nice juice. Orange flavour, isn't it? Yeah. No heat so far. I'm getting. Oh, hang on. There's quite a lot of heat in that. Oh. Mm. Mm. Quite nice, though. Actually, really nice. Mm. That was not that hot. It's not burning at all, your mouth at all. No, <laughs> I mean, it, um, I'm getting the the, the the sparkle of it all in my mouth. You know, the kind Ooh. of hot spark of There's it all. There's definitely heat there. Yeah. yeah. The, You're the, good with heat. You do heat well, don't you? Yeah, to some extent. After a while, when it loses all flavour, it's just heat, then I lose interest, if that makes when sense. When it gets too hot and yeah. it starts hurting your mouth. Yeah. yeah, then I don't enjoy it. They were okay. I don't know if I'd go for another one. I'd give those four out of five. Really? Though. You like that? You couldn't pound the whole bag of them in a night. Night, but you could have a couple, couldn't you? Yeah. Get a bit of a hit chili hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all right. I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got some water there. Do you oh. want to drink your water? Oh, yeah. No, you drink your coffee instead. Well, I enjoyed that, that candy. Anything else? Uh, oh, we've got these Twix uh, winter no. spice. No, I'm drawing the line at Probably Twix. Probably won't taste it now, anyway. Yeah, You're drawing all... the line at Twix? I'm drawing the We're line drawing at Twix. you drawing two lines? <laughs> two lines, yeah. Hey. Christmas. I'm giving two fingers to <laughs> I'm Twix. I'm breaking the Christmas on your knobness. I'm giving two fingers to the Twix. And all the goo weeps out. What? <laughs> Your crusty, thrushy helmet. No, you just pick the crust off and then it all seeps no, out and then you can give you it a dabbing. The, that's one of the Christmas traditions. The little men come along and they break the crust on the on the Christmas helmet. What, on the little toffee hammer? <laughs> little the treacle cr- all runs down. <laughs> There's no treacle. <laughs> into their little snow cones. No, it's not like you crack it. They open get, your... they've got slushies, and they put your your knob bleed into their slushies like a dirty slushy. So the crustmus elves come round with a toffee hammer, bash the top of my penis to release the crust. You're getting it now. And then the seepage is then harvested for some kind of a slushy, like a slushy, like a Mister Slushy. And then who buys that? The elves? Oh no, they keep it keep it in between themselves. They enjoy it themselves. So what? They all just enjoy my sap. Yeah, it's not a very popular festival. No, it's not. In fact, I won't be celebrating it next year as a result of all this fucking horror. It, you should know. It's your knob which forms the helmet. The Mate, crusty my... helmet of knob knobmus. <laughs> not knobmus. It's Christ- Merry Christmas and Happy Knob Year. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we even talking about this? This is meant to be the New I Year's, man. <laughs> so, all right, there we go. That's our first it's all support. I'm going to expect Jamaica better Valley. from you going forward. What do you mean? More unusual or cheaper. Or more things that are on brand, not just here's some sauce, mate. Can well, I have what? some on a spoon? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. What's the sauce report been about? It's just been about sauce all the time. It's just sauce, Paul. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't change its sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you can lead a sauce to water. <laughs> right, well, while Eli has his emotional breakdown. Yeah, I'm, listen. I'm a loud one every other episode, aren't I? What, a mental breakdown? Oh. Yeah, you're crying. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, are you though? Because I'm not really sure. What are we doing on the show this Today, week? Today, this week, we are looking through more of your platters, your hey! charity shop finds. And we haven't done a platter, a proper platter in a while. So a proper thought, platter in a while? We haven't done a proper platter in oh, a while. Oh, I know, I haven't dropped a proper platter in a while. Don't <laughs> let us shop though. Just please. You need a hard reset. Oh, don't let it splatter. I've just dropped a proper platter. That's what's happening next. So join us for that segment then, then. Okay. Right, I'll do the intro for this bit then, shall I? No, wait. I just want to give everyone a bit of notice. In the last segment, Eli laughed so hard he wet the couch he was on. And so he's now had to put a towel down. You're such a dick. All this name calling. You're like a frat boy. You're like, hey, Alpha, Alpha Cheapers forever, dude. What, 
What are you sitting? In front he's wet himself, trying to shame me. What are you sitting? Trying in front to, of? I'm trying to bladder shame me. You're trying to old man bladder tanner lady for men shame old me. Old man bladder, <laughs> aren't you? Aren't you? You like Eli pissed himself. Ah, oh, that's good. That's the tone you want going forward, is it? Eli pissed himself. Actually, that's what you actually want, is it, Paul? That's what you. That's what you. That's what can you I, want. Can I it? answer, please? That's or what you're going to keep on talking. I can. I can keep on talking. No, I know. I but can do you keep want an on answer? talking. Do you want me to I'm answer about... that? Ask me the question straightly and directly, and I will answer. Are you pee pee shaming my hot pee pee hole and saying it? Yes, I am. I spilt some Perrier water. If yeah. you must, if that everyone must, if That's you what must. the middle class say when they piss themselves. Listen, isn't it? Perrier ain't middle class no more, mate. Isn't it? No, no more. Sixty p for fuck's sake. How is that? Perrier shit and all. I don't agree with that. Why? Because the bubbles go it too goes quickly. Weak. The bubbles go it too goes quickly. Flat too well, quick. I happen to like the taste of it. It tastes metallic-y afterwards as well. Paul is on the Highland Spring. Do you like that? Okay, Jimmy Manu. I got that specially for you. Thank you. Well, especially then. And for you want me. To, and you want people to think that I'm a grown man who wets himself whilst whilst ideally whilst yes doing a podcast. I mean, that's you, what you want us to do. That's what we want people to think. Like you I work with this guy. He's a bit of he's you know funny guy and everything. But he's all he's pisses himself all the time. That's what you want people to think. I mean, that's ideally, what you want people yes. to think of you. Ideally, yes, that would be nice. And he, I mean, the thing, thing is, and then he, he, that Paul, he makes he makes fun of his co-host who pisses himself all the time. Well, it's then really, don't pee yourself really anymore. Dark. Then it'll be fine. Oh, here we go. Stop this doing just, it, and it'll be this fine. Is, uh, this is Eli fucks dogs all over again. It's all you can fucking do. Well, you stopped doing this. that in the end. Eli's got a small you stopped dick. doing that in the Eli's end. Eli's got you? a dirty bum. Eli's got a, this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Eli's pissed himself. Eli's come up the wall or whatever. Shut the bed. I have never shut the bed. <laughs> can I do the intro for this bit now, please? Yes, please do for the Silverman's Platter segment of the show. I'm going to hand it over to Little Baby Wet Wipes <laughs> <laughs> to do the show. Here we go. Hello, everybody. It's and I just want to phrase, it's not because I think, you know, he's got, it, it, you know, there's overall incontinence or illness behind this. I just want it to be shown that, you know, he gives up on holding and controlling his bladder in moments of hysteria. You are actually going full in on before this. Before the whole all in on source this. thing, which made him laugh so much, PP came out his tip-tip. It did not. It did. I spilled Perrier on the sofa. Yeah, well. Right. I don't want to do the rest of the show now. <laughs> Yay! Hello, everybody. It's time for the section of the show where we look at some musical uh, numbers on vinyl. It is Silverman's Platters. And... Are you going to do that? The, the patron saint. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this segment has a patron saint. It does. Clyde McFatter is the patron saint of Silverman's Platters. And you know what, Paul? Yes. He usually says something here because he, li- he likes to introduce it. He does, yeah. yeah. He's quite uh, into He's, that. I've got this 80s... Sort of doctor's pager thing. Yeah. Uh, he's paged me. Oh, what he said? Well, it just says, you know. Can I read it out? No, it doesn't say anything. It's not, it just says you've been paged, sort of thing. Yeah, but doesn't it leave a message? Well, that's, that's enough, isn't it? Do. He's got in contact with the. But what if he's the left show? a message saying he wants to say something? Oh, you don't call him. He just pages you. You don't go, you don't call, you don't follow him. No, when you that page up. someone, there are two reasons. One is you send him a message. Or I've never seen a page. I never saw a pager in my life. So therefore, what are you fucking doing? (laughs) I was going to give you just an example, a piece of technology. I have no idea how it works. (laughs) Is there little messages on it, even early ones? I thought it just beeps. It just beeps, doesn't it? It does two functions. You could put a beep sound effect in, and it would seem like I knew what I was talking about. Well, no, I'm not going to do it now. There's Clyde McFatter, Paul. Beep, beep. 
There he is. Beep, beep. And he's, all those beeps, you know what they he's mean? Asking, it's asking you to call him. All right. Okay, I'll call him. Call him now. Beep, beep. It's ringing. Ring, ring. He's not answering. Hello. Hi, Clyde. Hello. It's Eli. Can you do the intro for the show, please? Oh, sorry. I was just about to. I was just messing you to say I wasn't available to do it this well, week. Well, you're here on the. You're on the show now. Anyway, so. gotta go. Bye. He can't do it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that broke him for some reason. Now, Paul, what do we got? On the show. Well, what have you found for us? Because what are we starting with? We got two we start records. With Busby. And I think we should start with Busby. Because, you know, following on from our apparently season of Bernard Cribbins remembrances. Cribbins? Where do you find that, by the way? Of course, was Dangerous Davis in the film that yes. we covered on last week's episode. But he's so much more. He's like the face of Jack and Nori. You know, he was in a few Carry On films, a bit of Doctor Who. And he was behind, uh, you know, what could arguably be called the greatest uh, novelty record of all time, right, said Fred? Yes, he, he... Was it called Right Said Fred? Yeah, Right Said yeah. Fred. It was, the se- it was the second song after uh, Hole in the Ground. Both songs feature a very similar theme of, like, workers on a construction site or, you know... But then the third uh, that he made was... Um, Gossip Calypso. And all three of those were produced by the Beatles producer... George Martin. Around 62, 61, okay, before, 62. So this is before the Beatles. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, because you said he was, like, George Martin worked on, like, kids... Records he was the head novelty? of the children's record department in at was it, it Parlophone? I couldn't. I don't know. I don't know the story, but I mean it's part of the reason why you know he's called the Fifth Beatle or whatever because he added that whole sort of fantasy soundscape that was texture to some of those later albums. Okay, didn't he? So he Do you used see what I mean like Yellow Submarine, the whole sa- soundscape of Yellow Submarine, that song. Do you know well, what I mean? This is... All of that stuff. Well, this is funny because... Yeah, I love, that's my favourite bit, all that I love stuff. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's wet the bed again. <laughs> he's wet the couch again. Oh. <laughs> I haven't. Why do, here's the other question then. Right. Fine. You don't wet yourself. But why can't you put lids on bottles? That's what I don't understand. I don't know. I like to get wet. I like to get a splishy splashy, mate. Yeah, well, fair you know enough. I mean? You've definitely got get splishy loose. splash. There's officially more water in and around you than there is in you right now with that bottle. It's all right. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, you're all empty now. Oh, well, I just have to... You can't just move the towel from behind you to there. Oh, come on. Oh, don't my... stamp on it twice and think, yeah, that's a good job done. My sock, sock is all soaked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I haven't got shoes on. What's interesting about this track is that we'll be going back to the Ellis Marine a little bit later. The record that you've got today is by Bernard Cribbins and it's called what? Uh, the A-side. This is a demo on Pi Records that I have. Demo? You can see by the big A, that means it's a demo record, which is, means it wasn't released Oh, right. I didn't know that. Well, it may have been released, but this isn't the release. This is the demo. This is the one that, the, what, the radio stations would have been sent, yeah. maybe? I don't know. Their demo, yeah. So, sales reps. Well, I think they, sent, they get sent out to the record shops. But anyone always with the big A means it's a demo. Yeah. Weird. But this is what I'm saying. It's like What's interesting about this is that the song is called what again? Sorry. Uh, make Someone Happy Every Day. Make Someone Happy Every Day. And it's based on an advertisement that was initially started by the post office in the 70s before it got changed to British Telecom. Because I think, was it the post office used to run the phone line systems well, this in the, is the 70s version? So this must be the post office version. Well, this is where I get a little bit fuzzy on the details because. Did the post the ad- office used to own the, the phone company? That's, well. that's what I'm thinking. And then yeah. the 80s came along. It must be, because this is a, essentially it's a propaganda or an advert 
encouraging people to use the phone. Effectively, yeah. But I, I also wonder if that's kind of accidental, the message, because the adverts were Busby, which was a yellow cartoon bird of some kind. He wasn't a telephone, Buzz Buzz. No, but he was a bird. He's a yellow bird. Yeah. But he likes... He you likes don't remember use... that. Oh, there he's youth. on the phone, though. Yeah. He's on the phone. He's sitting on a wire, like a telephone wire could yeah. be, and he's got a big red phone. And he's... Uh... And he's on the phone. He's got a T-shirt on. I... I quite like the artwork of him. Well, we'll get into that in a second. But interestingly, right, Busby was on a bunch of adverts that was, like, as you say, encouraging people to use the phone. No, just to call people for the nice things. Remember the adverts where it was like the yellow pages, not just there for the nasty things in life. Yes, but isn't that reminiscent of that Noel Edmonds Hallmark cash-in single that we covered on this segment before, Paul? Do you remember? Different. Well, this thing is that... It's... Encouraging people to send a, le- a card basically. Yeah, by buying one from Hallmark or whatever the and company whoever was. Whoever that special person is, do you remember who's like that? You know, just make their day. Like, I hope this record really yeah. brightens and up And then their on the day. other side, there was some terrible saccharine sort of thing. Love the world. No, that was the A me. side. The B side had like a t- song taken from the popular charts at the time. Yes. To kind of say, oh, is it? A- yeah. Anyway, this is similar in that it's basically just saying it, you know, via song. But the, the message of the advert... It's playing on people's emotions of being wanting to be close to people they're not around. And using that to sell the, the service. It just seems weird because, like, these days, it's it's weird to think of an advert encouraging you to use the phone system in this country. Make someone happy. So it's like you cheer someone up by calling. So the adverts, and I'll put, I'll put an example of one in now. The adverts are always like Busby on the phone and he has a conversation with another cartoon animal about something daft. There's one about this Well, they dog. haven't heard the song yet. No, we're going to put the advert in first to put context okay. in. So here's the advert. <laughs> Boomtown Scrapyard. Hello, Hudson. It's Busby. Busby? My old friend. Hudson, you old dog, you. Yeah, what have you been up to? Well, Busby, oh, I've been meaning to come round and see you, but I've been tied up lately. Ah, uh, you rascal. Been chasing the milkman again? Well, yeah. And you know that cute little poodle up the road? Yeah. He keeps asking about you. No. <laughs> and apparently must the character must have been a success because then they rolled out this kind of I don't know I don't even know what you want to call it. What what what, what would you why would they release it? Do you reckon it would have been a hit? 78, this is. So yeah. maybe it was the telecom. I think it was around then, wasn't it? Well, it says here in the Wikipedia page, it says, Busby appeared in a number of TV adverts with the catchphrase, make someone happy with a phone call. The voice in the adverts was by Bernard Cribbins, and ah. the character was created by Trick Film Studios in London. There was loads of advertising campaigns, toys, badges, a comic strip in TV comic, books, apparently, and even a wristwatch, a Busby wristwatch, which I seem to remember as a kid. Oh, that I don't think nice. I ever had one. Nice idea. But it was Busby perched on the second hand and the watch had a blue strap, it says here. But at some point, yeah, the advert range was launched in 76. So this Busby thing was a like, 70s creation and it lasted until it became British Telecom. Right, so this is still... So when did that song come out? 78. So a good this two years into the, um, into the process, into yeah. the campaign. Yeah. And anyway, the song... The height is... of the campaign, maybe. Yeah, so everyone would have been aware of it at the time. Just another little notice uh, thing I noticed, Paul. It says not for sale there, you see. That's how you can tell it's a demo as well. You see up there, it says not for sale. So I wonder if it was released in the charts. I don't know. I'll have a look on Discogs. Here's the clip of this song. Make someone happy every day. Busby featuring Bernard Cribbins. Hello, Busby residents. Busby speaking. 
there you go. You've heard it. What do you think of it? Well, it's, you know, quite well produced. It is. And you know what it reminded me of? And I think I said this to you before when we were listening to it. It has that Wombles Mike Bat vibe very to much, it. Very much. Very much. And a sort of Beatles-esque sort of melody. Poppy, upbeat, kind of cheery, kids but chorus But the Wombles kind of is a lot better. Well, I was going to say the Wombles must have been about the same time as this song. Because 78, he was he was doing the Wombles song, wasn't he? Or he's the voice of the Wombles in the TV show. Because yeah. Mike Bat sang the actual songs, right? Yes, and he yeah. also wrote the Womble, Wombling Free, yeah. the Wombles of Wimbledon coming our way. So there's an interesting kind of through line to all of this, where it's like Wombles and Mike Bat and this Wombles song. were one of my first things, you know. What do you I mean? I wanted to go to Wimbledon Crushers. to see if they, yeah, basically, to see if there were Wombles. You wanted to get it on with a... <sighs> Captain Orinoco up the flu, what no, were you going to say? say? Madame, whatever it is, Panache or whatever her name nah. is. What's her name? Madame... Trixie Bell. I I don't know. I can't well, I thought remember. You were a big thing. It was a kids thing, wasn't the apparently it? Apparently, Orinoco. You remember very fondly. That gave you the Orinoco flow, didn't it? <laughs> this was written by R. Morgan and C. Chapman. Don't no know. Yeah. Very little information online about that song. I couldn't. It doesn't tell you if it charted. Didn't tell you when. All I know is that it got it, released on that label, Pie, in 1970. It's a bit saccharine, isn't it? It's one of those things where it's not horribly offensive, and the verses are quite upbeat, but the the chorus kind the of chorus doesn't, doesn't bit, really work. Doesn't really work. And uh, another thing I thought while well, listening yeah. to it is uh, Cribbin could actually uh, put a tune out. Oh yeah, because even though those I songs... thought I'd think of him as sort of sp- right said Fred is a bit sort of spoken word, isn't it? Uh, he sings it, but it's more sing-songy in a way that doesn't really yeah. tax the vocal cords. But he does, he does a bit more gymnastics on on this record, and especially on the on the flip, which is just a tune called Busby. Well, he says he's he does this bit where he goes sing like an opera singer, and he sort of does an impression of Carrera, uh, or oh, yeah. like that. And it's, so he's doing sort of more tricksy stuff, like with his his vocals. It just feels like who's the guy who did the um, my old man's a dustman, Lonnie Donegan, you know, yeah. the first kind of proper skiffle hit yes. on the charts. Right said Fred's got a bit of that skiffle feel to it. And the interesting thing about that is that when the Beatles are coming through and all these new acts, it was like it was the first time you were hearing like regional accents in songs because yes. most songs were affected with this RP or fake American twang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so people like Lonnie Donegan and then the success of that allowed them to kind of go, right, said Fred, both of us and together. And have an English accents. You know, estuary accents. Regional or, accents. Yeah, and it, it allowed the songs to have more of an identity, I guess. Yes. So Cribbins didn't have to sing hard; he just had to. I'm just saying it's quite it's quite a proficient vocal performance. Yeah, oh from yeah. Him. And I didn't think of him as a singer really. No, even ever, though he yeah. had three hits yeah. with George Martin, yeah, <laughs> weirdly yeah. in the early '60s. Yeah. Um, and so Busby is a bit better, a bit sort of more swinging. Well, the B side. Yes, yeah. you play a bit of the B side now. Play that now. Play the B side. Hey, have you heard about what's going around? Zooming through the atmosphere Good old Busby Loop the looping Get that pigeon out of here Who always gets it all swinging and starts I prefer it 
Yeah, so do I. And we also, often we complain that the B-side is just tossed off. But you don't get the feeling there, do you? It's better. I and actually think it's as, better. It's, and it feels like it's had just as much effort put in yeah. as well, funnily enough. Which one this did you, uh, maybe this never chart maybe it never was released properly. Well, the thing is, the adverts maybe were huge. Pulled. The yeah. character was obviously in everyone's consciousness because everyone wore the T-shirts and Busby this and that. And I, I, I vaguely remember Busby growing up because in the in that period there were all characters like that. There was bloody uh, Tufty the Squirrel helped road safety and all that kind Tufty, of Tufty, and that was Cribbin you know. as well. Tufty the Squirrel did he did the voice for Tufty? Oh shit, he did yeah. as well. Annie Hornsby train sets. He did the voice for that. He's done a lot of voice work and a lot for. Um, I guess of... kids know him better. I guess that's why we are fond of him. Because he was a big part of our childhoods and probably definitely our parents' childhoods even. Because they were seeing him in the Carry On films in the 60s, like Carry On Jack. for years and years, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he's been bashing he's out at plays and Let's films. Let's just hope and... the curse doesn't... Look, mate, he's in his he's... 90s. If yeah. It's just a roll of the dice. I know, that's why I feel bad. Because we're going to keep talking about him week after week. Some week it's not as die. if we fucking mentioned Bob Saget last week, though, is it? So, no. you know what I mean? Don't worry about it. Okay. There is no curse. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's, he's pulling, pulling his the collar. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to just go on a little tangent again about this Busby song because the animated bird, which was yellow, then became slightly more orange in the later years. You can see it there. Yeah, had a bunch of adverts, and they were animated. And what I found out, which was I thought really interesting, was the fact that the guy who designed Busby is actually an artist of note, and he worked on. The Yellow Submarine movie. And this is Trick. Trick Films, is that right? Uh, let me just get that page back up again. Bear I with me I believe you said it was Trick Films was his company. Trick Films and a yeah. guy called Charlie Jenkins. And Charlie Jenkins worked on the Yellow Submarine movie. And one of his things that he was fam- say famous for, but the kind of he started pioneering. Is rotoscoping. Was rotoscoping. So all those scenes at the Penny Lane bit at the beginning. Is yeah, it so Penny I was going to say, what, what segment Rigby, of that? Is he? It's Eleanor all Rigby. rotoscoping, trippy rotoscoping yeah. bits. And the bit good. where they, the Yellow Submarine travels through time to get into the other space. Yes. That's all him. You know, And he had a big, he brought in as well the art directors and things like that. So between the three or four of them, those people... He developed were, that technique, yeah. didn't he? And then it was used by Bakshi on his abortive well, some would yeah, say, Lord of the Rings also, attempt. Disney, wasn't it? it's not new. Disney hit on that. For instance, Snow White was effectively rotoscoped because they would take a, a filmed motion of the woman playing Snow White and then draw over that to get the fluid motion. In fact, if you draw look at, onto the onto the film cell itself, yeah, to get right. the motion. So it's, the woman didn't look. And like... That's what rotoscoping gen is sort of. It's a treatment done onto the actual film cells. Is that right? I, I'm not quite sure on the specifics. Is it animating it's... on top of putting something on top of the actual? Film? Yeah. What was that? Um, oh, bloody! It was a Philip K. Dick adaptation. That's what I was thinking uh, of. Through Keanu Darkly. Yeah, I never that saw rotoscope. that, but it looked great. Yeah, I mean, I love the novel. Yeah, but it's incredibly dark. One of Philip K. Dick's darkest novels. Um, real head fuck that book. Yeah, really, a really nasty, dark, paranoid, dark place. Let's do a Philip K. Dick book about like Busby and stuff. <laughs> you know, Busby, Busby he... Tufty. All the uh, icons of that era. All, all in a sort of hell together. The Green Cross Code, man. David Prowse or whatever he his name He keeps is. coming up as well. I saw him in real life, you know. The Green Cross Coban or David Prowse? David I guess Prowse. the same person. David the, they were, he was in the, the yeah. guys. He wasn't doing Darth Vader. No. So, wait. He I was went, it as the Green Cross Coban yes, when you saw I him. I went to a cinema and yeah. we watched one of these terrible sort of children's film fun Foundation films. ones. But it was like a Saturday film club thing. I vaguely remember my school had something like I that I mean, my dad well. just took me to it. It was like... A, a screen yeah, it was like, I want to get this fucking kid out of my sight for a no, few he, hours. No, he came in with me. I don't know what really? it was. But yeah, I didn't go regularly. It was just once he took Every me. Every now and then you'd go and it'd be a kind no, of... No, only once I can remember that oh. he took me. I guess that's why it sticks in my mind. Was it because David Prowse was going to yeah, be there, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Because he knew I liked Star Wars. Yeah, but... 
Was he doing that before or after Star Wars? After. He wasn't the Green Cross Code Man beforehand. I don't. I mean, he definitely I don't know. still the Green Cross Code Man afterwards. True that. And so he just. We saw this very boring film, one of those children's, you know. And then he yeah. was there, and he, and I wanted to ask him, why do you make the breathy noises? So what? What the question he was, was there, answered. dressed as the Green Cross Code Man. Yeah, answering so questions across the road, kids. I was in Star Wars. <laughs> now I'm fucking telling anyway, kids I across him. the road. I wasn't particularly impressed, but you know. No, but did kid. you know he played Star Wars? Did he play Star Wars? I mean, Darth Vader. <laughs> Of course. Have you been listening to what I'm saying? Yeah, but even as a kid, you knew that was the actor in the suit, even though the voice was not his. Yes. No, I just knew he was in the suit. Weird. I mean, I didn't know about the voice. I just knew he was the guy who was in the suit. I didn't, I didn't worry about the voice. That's I didn't think one about, thing or the other about the voice. The thing about I didn't David think, is his voice like, his voice or is it not his voice? No, but the whole thing about him is that he's just tall. Because it's not his voice. And when they reveal him in Return of the Jedi, it's, it's not, not his him. face. Yeah. So like, I'd be fucking pissed off if I, I was David Lucas Prowse. Lucas called him up and can't Prowse. I ain't going to fucking even put nothing in your view. Yeah, David Prowse he's sitting at home can't. and his phone rings. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. And it's Anthony Daniels. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. You're not in Star Wars. I am. You're not. Hangs no, up. And, and Anthony Daniels is a very nice man. He's he? apparently not though, is he? Really? He's a knob. He's dead, isn't he? No. C-3PO. He's still around. In fact, I think he's got more Star Wars credits than any other person ever associated with Star Wars. Because every time someone goes, do you want to voice C-3PO in some bullshit video game or advert yeah. or whatever? He's made a whole career of being that character. Yeah, and being very protective over it. Is he? And being, yeah, apparently he's a right uh, miserable cunt. Oh. I mean, well, the characters, this is all the ca- you know, listen, other people's opinions listen, and stories. If you look at the original trilogy, the character's a bit of a twat, isn't he? C-3PO? Like, yeah. No one likes C-3PO. No, because he's a dick. He, he, he wants to obey authority doesn't he he just wants to he wants to you know he's a sniveling piece of shit isn't he it's more like he's 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 there to like flummox people to kind of he's there to show you that the stakes are too big you know what i mean it's like he's there to go you'll never defeat the empire master yeah he's nagging everyone out that's why r2d2 is always like fucking shut up yeah well i agree with r2 on this well everyone sides with r2 i know because he's a prick yeah. So that's what I'm saying. If he's a prick in real life, the character's a prick, fuck off. R2's like, this fucking cunt follows me around all fucking time. I want to be free. I want to hang out with BB-8 these days. He's been cool new buddy. And Anthony Daniels. Yeah, are they buddies? Have they had a touching scene? A touching where they, scene? Where, where like they rub their balls up against yeah. each other. R2-D2 and BB-8. Yeah. Big ball eight. Yeah. Rubs his big ball on it. That's what BB stands for. Big ball. Big R2 ball eight. R2-Dick-2. <laughs> Rod 2 dick 2 <laughs> I went to the river, I rode in a cod. What river was it? It was the river spot. I'm swimming in my gravy tonight. No, no, no. Perhaps we can get the cod into the fizzy gravy. Uh, cod in the fizzy. Cod in the fizzy gravy. Cod in the fizzy gravy. Ooh. Fizzy gravy. Whose gravy is it? It's my own gravy. I'm sitting in my gravy in a my lukewarm fizzy, bath. My fizzy gravy. Bubbles of gravy popping all over my thighs. I thought it was a fart, but it turned out being a shot. I'm in my gravy. Sitting in my own savoury gravy. If anyone's listening who'd like to produce this as an official track, I am very much Let's do it for Christmas number one. Yeah, Christmas number one. We're going to raise money and we're going to call it... Sitting in my gravy. And then it brackets my my own fizzy gravy. Yeah, Yeah, no, brackets. Brackets the cod song. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, are we done with that? Did well, Busby, we've, 
Did we done Busby? We've done we the done connection that, with the else. yellow submarine. Yeah, we've we... done yellow submarine. We've done the the guy who did the rotoscoping. We've no other songs related to Busby. It reminds me of um, another song we covered, the postcode song as well, Paul. It's similar to yes. that. Yes, where they used that you used to have, and it's unthinkable now. Like so many genres of novelty records. And that Boston it's, gas it's thing we did a few years ago. It's pretty unthinkable now to think of the post office having a song out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But well, they had think several. About it. Why, don't, why don't modern companies do that? Why don't like Facebook release a song? Yeah. Think Imagine. about it. Use Facebook to wake up every day and hate your life. Use Facebook. You'll want to end it all because of the timeline. And everyone's more successful than you. They're all the friends you grew up in your I school. I don't think they do that in the song. No. No, it'd be more ballady. It's like, think of a world where you're still in touch. <laughs> you, you can speak to your mom, but not too much. much. She's on the other side of the world. You can speak with the lens and just remember that you've got some international friends. Yeah, it's I like this. But yes, it, it is the equivalent, isn't it? And those type of songs don't exist. And dun, like, dun, 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 dun. The postcode song. It's shitter, it's shitter every day. The postcode day. literally was a song saying, get ready for this change in the way we're administrating the mail. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they thought the best really? way to do that would be via song. But Britain is a country that can have novelty song successes, so it's not too out of out of the thought. You of know the, what? You know what I mean? Imagine there was a song. You know when they went from O one to O one seven one. Imagine they, yeah. when they changed that. If there was a song, it'd be too out. confusing because if you're doing a lyric where you have to repeat information and then tell them new information, and you've got it's not O one anymore, or it's O one seven one instead. O one O one O one seven O one. It's like what is it? O one seven O one. Well, you'd have to remember it. You'd have to write it better than you've just attempted to, wouldn't you? The ch- well, yeah. I guess the latest one we had of that actually was the Brexit calypso. <laughs> <laughs> Mike reads Brexit clips, though. And also, wasn't there a song called Dog Police or something? Dog Police, nobody knows you are. Woof, woof. That one. No, I. Dog Police, my asshole. Dog Police, your asshole. <laughs> they do, because it's, uh, it's insecure. Dog <laughs> Police, music video, 1983. All right, I've never heard of this. Does it go rough, rough? I'll edit a proper version here. I love this. Was there a cartoon? It's men in dog masks. He's not a guy in a he's not a guy in a dog mask, Paul. He's freaking me out. It was this like sparks or something. This is weird. This is all meant. This is all like wink, wink, isn't it? Dog police. Who are they going to arrest? Oh, there's a sleazy bar. Where the? There's the. It is sparks. There's a guy in a mustache there. Where the dog police going to come? Oh, she a dog? She got stunning on her face. Yeah. Oh, it's like Jacob's Ladder or something. Oh, it's weird. She's got a funny dog. Okay, there's a little person serving her. I think I've I think I've fallen asleep and <laughs> I'm not doing the podcast. It's a nightmarish video, man. When's he gonna say dog police? He's never gonna say dog police. There's no chorus. It just keeps going on and on. God, I think is he gonna say dog police? Okay, I'm frightened by this, Paul. Paul. There's the dog police as well. Look. Why? Who's it by? 
Dog Police? It's by Dog Police. Are you joking? It's Dog Police is a short-lived 1980s new wave band from Memphis, Tennessee that briefly gained notoriety because of their song, Dog Police. In 83, the video was featured on MTV's late-night show, Basement Tapes, and was on heavy rotation throughout 84. Blah, 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 I have blah, never blah. heard of that at all till this moment. Well, I'm surprised. That actually surprises me. Dog Police. I never, I've never seen that record. I have no idea about that record. The band was inspired by new wave pioneers Devo. Except, yes. you know, Devo, you know, will... Legit. The credible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the credible music. It's always a bad idea if you want to be a, a successful group. If you, your first song, I reckon, is actually the name of the band as well. 82. You know what I mean? It doesn't, not people aren't going to take yeah. you seriously then. Well, the you album know. was self titled as well, Dog Police. Well, I mean, I, Dog Police is Dog Police. I'm, or Dog Police, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if I had a record, like, you know. Chodney Sporoff and my name. There was 10 songs. Chodney. There was, there was <laughs> 10 Sporoff. songs on the album called 1 800 Are You Middle Class Enough? I'm Butch and Positive it's Reinforcement. It's all very sort of um, arch, isn't it? And sort of weird. Um, the song tells the story of a young man who takes a woman out for a blind date. He describes her as a chick from the canine scene who scratches a flea when she gets out of the car, but he appears to be enamoured with her nonetheless. They have a seat and order drinks at the Lone Star I know, this is bar, what I just watched. But yeah. when the man comes back from the brief trip to the bathroom, he She's finds that dog. his date is being arrested by the dog police. The second verse implies that the man went to have puppies with his date. Went on to have puppies, yeah. It says, went on to have puppies. Yeah, went on. Yeah. yeah. That's what I got, mate. So is it a platter or a splatter, Mr. For Silverman? Me, a splatter. It's a splatter for I me as well. not like it. It sounds like a bunch of cows being fucking toyed with by some kind of <sighs> yeah. midnight poo man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the midnight poo man. <laughs> Children, you better go to bed, otherwise the midnight poo man's going to get you. He certainly will. Yeah. What noise does he make? He goes... <laughs> Oh, the stables! The stables! I'm the Midnight Pooh Man! Right, calm down, or you're going to have another Perrier incident. I'm the Midnight There's no Perrier left! There's no Perrier left! I'm the Midnight Pooh Man, then I'll do what I can! Shut up! I'll do what I can! Because I'm the Midnight Pooh Man! I'll do what I can! Wah, 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 I am Pooh the Midnight Pooh Man, and I do what I can to put a poppy on your head. I'm going to have a bath in some gravy. It's my own. I'm doing a... <laughs> Sitting in my gravy, brackets, the cod song by Midnight Pooh Man. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas 2022. You heard it here first. Oh, we've run out of time once again this week on Cheap Show. But don't worry, we're back next week with more economy comedy fun. And uh, yes, go to our website, thecheapshow.co.uk. We have a page for every single episode. So if you want to see pictures and or videos that accompany those episodes, go to cheapshow.co.uk and you can see the pictures there. Um, also on our website, it's a one-stop shop for everything you need. To, um, if you want to go to our merch page or Tony's merch page or Evans Cheap Show magazine uh, website and order all the lovely stuff from there, you can, again, go to cheapshow.co.uk. And also if you wanted to be a patron, that would be lovely. Go to patreon.com forward slash cheap show give what you can but only if you can is that everything oh, uh, the, um... oh no P.O. Box I haven't pin- pimped that in a while if you'd like to send us anything random you find in the charity shop for a future bin bag episode ooh, ooh, ooh. or if you have anything cool like ooh. a price of shite or record or vinyl ooh. give it to us at cheap show P.O. Box 1309 Harrow HA19QJ and also every um, podcast app when you listen to our podcast through it we'll have all the metadata for this episode so you can go to those links directly through this very episode you're listening to Paul, Paul, Paul you said yeah. there was um, 
You said there was something very special arrived in the, the PO box. Yeah, something really cool came well, the other day. We're going to see it next week. Next week. I didn't want to cram it into this one because I wanted to give it proper time. Is it something you'd cram in, though? Yeah, you could. Really? Something you could really jiggle in. You could jiggle it? Yeah, you could. You have to put a little bit of a lube on it. Lube on it, but you could and get it. And then you fucking stick it you in your arsehole. You probably sit on it and let it, it slowly my sink. Ring. <laughs> I, I don't know why I say things like that. You know, that. I do attention seeking. Well, you Desperate don't give attention me no seeking. attention, do you? So what else? No, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Look for Cheap Show or Cheap Show Pod. But ultimately, we're most active on Twitter. So at the Cheap Show. Pod. I'm active. I'm at Paul Gannon Show, and Eli is. <laughs> I'm active on Twitter. Um, <laughs> it just sounds like it sounds dirty, doesn't it? No. What is your YouTube? No. What is your YouTube, Paul? What is your what is Twitter? My YouTube? Twitter. You've got three seconds or you don't get to say it at all. Eli Snoid, and that is spelled E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. Thank you. And Eli, I believe you have an extracurricular activity outside of this podcast that I, you'd also like to promote. I also have a music show on Soho Radio every two weeks on a Sunday from 2 till 4, the House of Pickles sound show. But if you miss it or you're international, I believe you can find it on their website, past shows. You can, and you can also go to Blogspot, House of Pickles Blogspot. sound show. What was Blog- that? Cod, uh, Cod I didn't do this to you. Cod? I didn't fucking interrupt you, did I? Cod stop. Blogspot or something. House of, just do a Google <laughs> search for the House of Pickles sound show and you can find back copies of it. And uh, lots of things to look forward to. We are hopefully planning two live shows. Two live year. shows, a meadow. One's, one's going to be a crossover and the other one will be for our 300th episode. And that will probably happen before around June I think oh June now epi- is it because the plan is I will record it in around June but I'll edit it and it will go out in September when episode 300 goes out that oh is, is that the slot. little intimate live show we're talking about no I might scrap that all, to- all together really? just for the oh. sake of my sanity because uh, we're going to be filming Digitizer Series 2 this year so Woo! I'm trying to figure out how much time I can give to things because I don't have time for my book. Well, that's only going to be a week, isn't it? Digitizer. Uh, I don't know. We're going to because we've got different plans for this show. We're going to be filming it throughout the oh, year. Oh, there'll be bits and pieces. We're going to be out elsewhere. more outside stuff and more nice. strange features and things. So it won't be just one heavy week again. It will probably be spread out over okay. a few months. That's the plan, anyway. But as a result, yeah, two live shows this year. Um, stay tuned. And people who follow us on Patreon, by the way, will get discounts to those live shows and early access to tickets. There'll be noodle content and source content, if I've got anything to say. No, no there couldn't be a live show without it, so I wouldn't deny you it for a live show. Could I bring Especially a wet noodle free, along? If you like want to bring a, a wet noodle or a sauce. Maybe I'll put some noodles in the flask and I could sort of drape them. Maybe you could do some kind of George's Marvelous medicine kind of thing and do a hodgepodge of all kind of I'm splodge. Not, I don't make hodgepodges of splodge. You should, though, for our live show. Why? Do the ultimate be hot sauce noodle. And people will be disgusted. I'll let you eat it off my to, to gaping like bum hole. I'll, I'll eat my splodge off your bum hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could I dry it out like a cake of splodge? No. It's going to be matted. Uh, well, in, my... in that case, Matthew, I'm out. Oh, sorry. Well, we'll see you next week on Dragon's Den. <laughs> Matthew? <laughs> That's from fucking... What? You bet. No, Matthew's from Stars Cor- in Their Eyes. No, just Matthew did a mash-up. Corbett. Yeah. No, that's who you look like, Matthew look Corbett. Like Matthew With the ginger Corbett. beard, that's it. Now, I should have brought that up. You look like Corbett. Where's Sooty? All right. No, fucking actually, that's... Touch your frost. That's fucking... What? That's too close to home, what with Sally, you know. We're not mentioning Sally. Uh, what? 
We're not mentioning what happened ever again. I think we should because Mm-mm. everyone heard it. No. And it was very rude, disrespectful to me is what people were saying. No, it doesn't matter. What happened with what, Sally. It doesn't matter what happened. And I, I, I think I, you need to come clean because this is something I that did. keeps... <laughs> you came clean into a, a puppet's mouth, Paul. Sally the puppet is, was being operated by you. She's not just a puppet. She is and... She's a marionette. I don't even want to know. She's dirty. She's, she's not dirty. She's physically she's covered been in... booking our show. She's not been booking our show, She has. Paul. She's a hand puppet. Well. And this keeps keeps bubbling up, doesn't it? Keeps coming back since the fucking 50th episode or whatever. Was that 150? I don't know. It's 150. I don't know. It was 150, I think. When I was outed. As a puppet fucker. Yeah. And now it's happening again. And now everybody. I decide I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own it. I'm going to be proud of my I just don't want you to do it around me, okay? Pretending there's a phone call and then wanking yourself off, essentially, in my corridor. As if you're being subversive and naughty and going having sex with someone behind my back. When it's you wanking. That's the reality. That's the base reality of it, Paul. I won't have you speak about Sally. She's not a real person. She's real to me. She serves my needs. I don't want to hear a, from she's her. She's got a gentle Well, I touch. don't want to hear from her because I don't believe she exists, okay? Well, it doesn't matter what you, so you believe, won't be, does it? I won't be going over the schedule with her as we planned next Tuesday. I won't have that meeting. I'm not having a Zoom meeting with you and Sally again, okay? It's just her. It's I'm fucking there. disgusting. I'm you are there. there. I'm not there. It's Sally. It's not, and it's disgusting. I don't want to see spunk flying onto her fucking felt face. <laughs> Sally's a sock puppet, everybody. She doesn't. She just likes making bread. Oh, just turn the thing Bye, off. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you next week. Bye.